The first reading this morning comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 7 through 9 and 15 through 25. The sovereign God crafted the human from the dust of the humus and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life, and the human became a living soul. And the sovereign God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there placed the human whom God had formed. Out of the ground, the sovereign God made the human whom God had formed. Out of the ground, the sovereign God made grow every tree pleasant to the sight and good for food, and the tree of life in the middle of the garden, along with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The sovereign God took the human and settled it in the garden of Eden to till and tend it. Then the sovereign God commanded the human from every tree of the garden, you may eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day you eat from it, you shall surely die. Then the sovereign God said, it is not good that the human should be alone. I will make it someone to rely on as its partner. Then the sovereign God crafted from the humus every creature of the field and every bird of the skies and brought them to the human to see what it would call them. And whatever the human called every living soul, that was its name. The human gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the human, there was not found one to rely on as its partner. The sovereign God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the human, and it slept, then took one of its sides and closed up its place with flesh in place of it. And the sovereign God built the side that had been taken from the human into a woman and brought her to the human. Then the human said, this time, this one is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called a woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore, a man leaves his mother and his father and clings to his woman, and they become one flesh. And they were, the two of them, naked, the man and his woman, or the woman and her man, and were not ashamed. The second reading comes from the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. Now, after he arose early on the first day of the week, Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went out and she told the ones mourning and weeping who had been with him. But when they heard that he lives and was seen by her, they did not believe. After this, Jesus was made known in another form to two of the disciples as they were walking into the countryside, and they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Now later on, while they were sitting at table, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves, and he rebuked their lack of faith and stubbornness, because they did not believe those that the women who saw Jesus after had risen." Then Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to all creation. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God with us. Thanks be to God.
Let's now sing with Mary, we sing Magnificat. No, that's not right, is it? No, what is it? 515. Good morning. I'm just going to test is if our tech is working. Are you able to hear me in the room and on Zoom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> God who touches earth with beauty, make my heart anew. With your spirit, recreate me pure and strong and true. What a beautiful song. Thank you for those of you in the room singing it so that the rest of us could hear uh, that beauty together. To uh, first address the elephant not in the room, <laughs> that's me. Um, some of you on Instagram perhaps saw the, the news that on Friday, my Friday Sabbath hike was a Friday Sabbath cross-country ski, um, and that resulted in an accident. And uh, I am going to be okay. That is the very, very good news. I had a great team who took care of my body and spirit. So I'm feeling incredibly grateful for that. Um, but I do have a splint, um, essentially a cast that's holding my arm up past my elbow, almost all the way to my shoulder. Um, so I cannot type, I cannot drive. This is um, causing me to come up with lots of alternate plans <laughs> for the week. I will mostly be taking a medical leave this week, I think, and just addressing what really needs to be addressed so that I can I can rest and recuperate 
Um, uh, I, anyway, more details than you need, but hopefully this won't be on for more than a week or so. So on Monday morning, I'll, I'll call the orthopedist and, and get in and, and hopefully get a good report and I'll be on my way soon. So it is good to be with you even in this uh, sort of strange way. Lent begins in the dirt, as all good life-giving things do. Deep, dark, rich soil, the stuff of blackened fingernails, and then eventually succulent sun-ripened tomatoes dripping its juicy seeds down a summertime chin. Lent begins in the dirt. Remember, we say on Ash Wednesday, remember that you are dust, you are dirt, you are soil. And to dust, to dirt, to soil, you shall return. Whether or not you were marked with ashes on your forehead on Wednesday evening, I can assure you that you are marked. You are marked with those ashes. They are what is left of last year's Palm Sunday hosannas, mixed with what is left of this past year's laments that were scrawled on parchment paper and tucked into the rough bricks of our wailing wall. You are marked by what is left of your praises and your prayers from the last year. The remnants of a sacred burning of our proclamations and our sorrows, our hopes and our longings, what we have shouted and what we have wailed. What remains is ash, dust, dirt, and we are marked by what is left. As we are launched into the intentionality, the life that is promised by this season of Lent, these 40 days of seeking God and being sought by God, of choosing and of being chosen, of claiming and of being claimed, Lent begins in the dirt, as all good life-giving things do. Our story begins in the dirt, as all good life-giving things do. Deep, dark, rich soil, the stuff of blackened fingernails, and then eventually succulent sun-ripened tomatoes dripping its juicy seeds down a summertime chin. Our story begins in the dirt. The sovereign God crafted the human from the dust of the humus and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life and the human became a living soul. Whether or not you have a garden, consider yourself a gardener. I can assure you that you are of a garden. The sovereign God crafted the human from the dust of the humus. And the sovereign God planted a garden and 
placed the human whom God had formed there. Out of the ground, the sovereign God made grow every tree. The sovereign God took the human and settled it in the garden to till and to tend. The sovereign God crafted from the humus every creature of the field and every bird of the skies. Humus becomes human, becomes garden, becomes tree after tree after tree, becomes every winged bird and every living creature. You are of a garden, creature of dirt and breath, soil and spirit, dust and stardust. You are woven into a singular piece, a sacred and unifying kinship with all that sovereign God crafted from the humus, which is to say you are woven into a singular piece, a sacred and unifying kinship with all creation. You, oh human one, are not separate from creation. You are creation. Our story begins in the dirt as all good life-giving things do. And our story leads to a table. As all the best stuff born of that dark, rich soil often does. A table laden with a feast of the earth and perhaps some of those succulent sun-ripened tomatoes I've mentioned. A table laden with a feast of the earth and encircled by earthlings, creatures of dirt and breath, creatures of soil and spirit, creatures, living souls who know that being alone is not good and to come around a table with others is. Living souls who come together to feast, to share, to seek to understand and live lives of faith. In the later added, longer addendum to the gospel of Mark, which we heard this morning, Jesus appears to his disciples encircling a feast-laden table, and he rebukes them. He rebukes his disciples for not believing the women who had testified to his resurrection. Jesus calls them to believe, to believe the women, to believe that life has indeed sprung from the dirt, that indeed God makes beautiful things from the dust. And Jesus then urges them to go. He meets them at the feast-laden table, rebukes them, urges them to believe, and then urges them to go, to go into all of creation, the creation of which they are a part inextricably woven into a singular piece, a sacred and unifying kinship, to go into all of creation, taking their rightful birthright place as part of creation, and there to proclaim good news, to share good news, to embody good news, to be good news in the world. Our story leads to a table, as all the best stuff born of dark, rich soil often does. But our story, it doesn't end at a table. From that table, we are propelled back to the dirt, urged by Jesus to believe one another as we testify to new life, urged by Jesus to take our birthright place within creation as creatures of dirt and breath, 
soil, and spirit. Urged by Jesus to be good news with all of creation. Thanks be to the God of gardens and tables, the God of dirt and breath. Amen, and may it be so.